Hi, all, and welcome back to Dame It All to Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and it's over. It's over. It's over. The Yay! midterms have happened. Yay. And I'm Tracy Dietz, and congratulations. Yay! I'm so excited for you. I not think, so much for the country. I think that it's... For you. So it may be not have been the blue NAMI that everyone was talking about, but I think that peop- we wouldn't have gotten as far as we had had we not created the excitement and urgency around a possible sort of blue NAMI. But now, for the first time in this country's history, we have over 100 women in the United States Congress, and that is a big deal. So that's probably the greatest thing that came out of So of good. Tuesday women night. of color, the first Muslim women, the first Native American women, the first Latina women from Florida, the first lesbians, the first... Um, I, yeah, so youngest. Um, it's all of them. It's so amazing. So I feel really excited about that. I uh, wish there were more Republican women, as always. How many were there? Do you know? Six. Six. Overall, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that was, I think one of those was governor, too. So it wasn't just yeah. House and Women everywhere. So, like, but Blackburn was, held on to her seat. Christy Nome, the first woman. Governor of South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was also Laura another... Kelly. We have a female Democratic governor of Kansas. That's crazy towns. Also, Chris Kobach is a complete racist dick. So I feel good about the country and that I feel good about Kansas. And Kansas elected Sharice Davids in Kansas 3. She's the Native American lesbian MMA fighter who I had the pleasure of working on IE for. So, yeah, so good. And if McSally pulls it out, she'll Come be the on, first Kirsten female. Cinema. Come on, Kirsten. U.S. Senator. <laughs> From Arizona. Right. But you There's know who else gets that? A first Kirsten U.S. <laughs> a first woman senator from Arizona. Yeah. So. Yeah. Kirsten Cinema also out bisexual, which would be amazing. Just like oh, different sexual identity, identities. Yeah. So that is all awesome. And not so long ago, they called um, Georgia 6 for Lucy Macbeth. Um, Georgia 6 was the special election in 17. That was the most expensive special election or most expensive congressional election in the history of this country. It was... Um, Ossoff versus Handel and Handel won the Republican. But then the tough part about that is she had to just start campaigning again right away. Um, but Lucy Macbeth is a woman of color who lost her son to gun violence. And now she's a member of Congress, too. So I just think, I think a, that was a crazy race. Totally. Too, because it was you said it was R26. Yeah. Before the Ossoff thing. Yeah. yeah. And then it got obviously she won it, but it was by really small margins. And then it flipped. Um, it's pretty telling about Georgia, especially Atlanta and the suburbs, that the sort of demographically and ideologically it's shifting. And Stacey Abrams is they just not going to concede. No. And that's what I was – Richard and I were talking about this a little bit before. So in Georgia, there can be a general election runoff if neither of the candidates gets to 50 percent. So I think probably the Abrams team is at least thinking that if they count all the mail-in ballots and provisionals, then they can get to a runoff, um, not necessarily that they can win it, which would be really important. The other thing is Georgia, because there were so many new registrants in Georgia, it's very possible that there's a higher percentage of provisional ballots, depending on whether people got on the rolls, because there was like so much drama with the Brian, when Brian Kemp's the Secretary of State. So he was the Democrats thought he was putting all these roadblocks to voting, whether or not that's accurate. We think it is. So my guess is there's a lot of provisional ballots. We have to be all manually certified. So they have to compare the handwriting. But he's over 50 percent now. But they think that he can. Oh, with counted votes? He's Right now, he's got him at 50.3. Oh, well, maybe they just think that there is still Maybe some they think flux. she can get up. Yeah, so he's ahead by 63,000 votes? Yeah. I wonder if there's any... Well, you know, this is what can happen in a, in a recount. They go through all those ballots, and people lose votes in those right. ballots because they either got counted wrong or... Yep. So uh, that'll be really... And I think... 
I was talking to a neighbor at the bus stop today, and they were like, I was just like, she went into this race like this, and she's going to come out of this race like this, just like giant fuck you to everybody. Yeah. Like, we have people in this state that want to be heard. It also should never have been that close to begin with. I mean, it's, I mean, it is. It was really good work by her team. It's good work by her team. I think it says a lot about Brian Camp. Georgia. <laughs> well, I mean, no. I mean, because go. Let's go back to Roy Moore. Like he still pulled it out in Alabama. You know, do you know? I mean, yeah. so I think I think Georgia's a little different. I think it says a lot about Georgia and that it's the the demographics and what people want is changing. I um, didn't do much research about how many Trumpers won. I mean, Brian Kemp being a Trump supporter and Trump stumped for him a bunch and he was on Trump's talking points. I mean, he according was like a real to, According Trumper. to Trump yesterday, all the people that were Trumpers won and all the people that weren't <laughs> lost. He's super believable, our president. <laughs> Sorry. Is that the, before or after he barred Jim Acosta, Jim Acosta from the from the press That was during room. that press yeah. conference. Awesome. He, and he when actually, he was said he was going to take up a war them. posture. He shamed the people that lost. <laughs> he shamed me <laughs> love and they haven't even called the race yet. <laughs> He's a real dick. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. It just, he's a, he is a different a piece of work. Different uh, beats to a different drum. It was it was kind of entertaining. But um, so what did you think about Florida? I felt did, sad about it. Did you think I thought he was going to pull that out? I think we all thought that he was going to pull that out. I, I think that it says a couple things. I think that Florida, just because of the size and diversity of of the state itself and the communities in the state, it's next to impossible to get a good read on the sort of total feelings. And it, once again, it was this crazy comparison of people, Ron DeSantis being a Trumper, super conservative, pro-guns, like every every piece of paid communication that guy had, it was like, I'm the, I'm the pure conservative, conservative. And then there was Andrew Gillum, who had Bernie Sanders dumping for him. And I mean, he was just like, he's super duper liberal. Um, I think he's a good mayor of Tallahassee. But I think that people, oh, no, no, it wasn't. It's not Tallahassee. Where's he living? Yeah, it was Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Um, because it's it's an urban center filled with people of color. and But the idea that he can do as well across the state, I think the sadness is that It's sort of like Hillary's sadness. It's like when you thought people were ready for a different kind of person, person of color, woman, and then it doesn't work, you think that maybe his race has as much to do with it as his platforms. So I would like – I don't think that that was the case. I I don't – I think that Florida hasn't had a Democratic governor in 28 years, I think. The last one was two – maybe 18 years. Maybe it was 2000 was the last Democratic governor. I think that Florida is tends to lean red statewide, and I think that yeah. the only reason that Gillum was as close as he was, two reasons. One, the Parkland shooting. I think guns played a huge role in that, and I think there were a lot of Republicans that have kids in that state that came out to support him because DeSantis was the exact opposite of that, and I don't think that the Republicans are handling Gun, gun violence, violence well. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're, not even from a policies perspective, just from a PR perspective, they never say the right thing <laughs> when things like that happen. So I think that was one. What was the other reason? I had two reasons. Mm. But you don't think his race had anything to do with I that? I don't. I mean, I, God, I, maybe it's because I'm optimistic and I want to <laughs> think that that wasn't the thing. I but just I still think, think there's a lot of 
people that are uncomfortable with a black person in an executive position in a place as big and the way I started it in a place as big and diverse as Florida. Right. But that's but you just said like Florida is big and diverse. I mean, it's not like there's never been a governor of color. Or Has there been one? I mean, how many have run? I, I don't know. I'm just saying it's like for the diversity of the constituency, representation has not been as diverse. Like, racially. I feel like if there was going to be a I feel like you could make that argument in Georgia or Alabama or Mississippi or South Carolina. I don't I feel like I mean, Florida is a bunch of transplants from the north. They're not. Everybody knows northerners aren't racist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Everybody's racist. Um, yeah. So I felt I felt. I felt badly about that. There was a couple of pickups congressionally um, uh, down in Florida 26, maybe. Uh, Ileana Rathlatham, who lost, was replaced by a woman Democrat named. No, it didn't lost. Ileana Rathlatham was the last Republican congressperson from South Florida, from Miami, that district. And she decided not to run again. And a woman named Donna Shalala, who's um, a woman of color, won that seat. So I think that there is... I think that there is places where there's little moments of There were of 40 women of color. In Florida? Was that, was that no, in general. Were there 40? Was it 40, 40 women that of color? One? Yeah, out of the... That's great. I feel like I saw that. I, I believe you. I can't yeah. read it. No, I, I believe you. A lot of... There is... I mean, it's great. I think <laughs> I think it's going to be amazing when they all get, you know, on January 3rd, when they all get to Congress. And they're like, all right, let's talk about this thing. How does this work here? And... Let's make some changes and let's do things differently. And I think that's really exciting. A lot of first time, first time elected officials in, the, in Congress now, a lot of young women. I don't know, just people with different perspectives. I, yeah. I think that's just going to, I think there'll probably be some learning curves, but I think it'll be pretty cool. I also think that there were tons of women in state legislative races that we haven't really talked about either. I mean, I think there was 165 Republican women. <laughs> they got elected. <laughs> what? I mean, out of 8,000. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, no, the state races were really, and I think for both representation, but also the Democrats needed to start to win back some chambers and win back some seats. Actually, yeah. I don't think there. How many state legislators are there? I have no idea. I don't think it's every 8, state has different size. Yeah, chambers. I'm just trying so. to think back from my national conference of state legislator days. I feel like it was 8,200, but that may no have idea. been their congressional office. That not their congressional. That may have been their uh, capital office and their local office. Oh, as well. Do you know what I mean? But staff or or electeds? Electeds. Oh. So there may only be forty one hundred. Was my point. Oh, I don't know if the eighty two. I don't know if the eighty two. There are seven thousand three hundred and eighty three state legislators. Oh, look at that. So there you go. <laughs> there yeah. used to be eight thousand. Well, that's redistricting, right? Right, but, but then how do we get smaller? I feel like there would be more. There's more. The country's getting bigger. No, I think they start. Population centers change. So if people are moving towards urban centers oh. and less people are living in rural America, yeah. then then there's less legislators from those places. Um, yeah. So that's ex- that's all super exciting. So I'm very grateful for everybody's hard work. We had a my firm had a big win when we flipped Oklahoma Five, Oklahoma City, with an amazing woman named Kendra Horn. So that's really exciting. Um, it was a tough cycle lots of work and lots of ups and downs but overall i think i think we all did our work we didn't talk about ted cruz i know he's not a lady <laughs> but we haven't talked about ted. i mean it's, it's like the same thing it's amazing that beto got as close as he did i think yeah. like there hasn't been that kind of sort of democratic excitement in the state of in statewide in this in the state of texas in a really long time and i think that it will serve dividends as we go forward not only did beto run 
and do pretty well. He created an infrastructure. County, he visited every single county, every single town. And in all those places, there had to be like a little group of people that supported the visit, that organized the rally. So those people are all engaged now for the first time in a long time. You think he's going to be Do I think he's going to run for president? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows who he is now, which half the battle is people knowing who you are and believing in your mission. Um, And he's a white man, which I've said over and over again is who the Democratic nominee has to be. And um, and he's from Texas. There's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, the difference is he's only ever been a congressperson. Yeah, so, I was going to say. Um, not that not that being a congressperson doesn't give you. And he's been a congressperson for a bit. So we're drinking mimosas. This yeah, morning. you can hear the fizz. <laughs> it's like, wow, um, we couldn't chug wine at. But yeah, it took like four seconds before somebody asked me about the president after this. You know, I feel like we just all need to breathe for a second. Oh, no. The race, it started yesterday. I know, but I'm just not ready for it. Well, that was only because we couldn't get out of bed yesterday. (laughs) But yes. I did not. I ate every, the little food I did it yesterday, I ate in my bed. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It was worth it. It was worth it. We had a great party, a great team. So. um, Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so we just talked about how great women are. Yeah, now we're going to talk about how in they're this not week's great. Google sexism news button stories. <laughs> Set us up, Trace. All right, so uh, there was a study. Although you know, I just noticed like this was also in the UK. I feel like yeah. all of our Google news sexism stuff is coming out of the UK. I wonder if there's some word setting on my. I don't think there is. No, I just think that it's like. The news in America right now is pretty singularly focused. <laughs> so someone did a study um, to actually f- uh, see if sexism, basically what sexism is like at work. And what they discovered was it is worse than what we think. And part of it was because the way they asked the questions during the survey, they didn't just say, you know, do you think that a woman can hold a job as an executive or whatever? They they ask questions very similar to what some Democratic pollsters did in 2008 about Obama. Instead of saying, could you vote for someone that was African-American? Because everybody was like, yeah, of course I could. They said, well, do you think your neighbor would vote for somebody yeah. that was African-American? And then when they said no, they're like, ah, we have the right answer. Just asking for a friend. I mean, just asking for a friend. I feel like people do that all the time when they don't want to admit their own shit. They're right. like, I have a friend. I have a friend who maybe has a problem with black people. And you're like, a uh, friend. Right? Asking for yeah, a friend. Totally. Yeah. Friend. Uh, so what they actually discovered is that women are part of the problem to the tune of like 14%, I think. So the results revealed that the 37% of participants held prejudiced views towards women in powerful roles compared to the 23% as claimed by studies involving a self-report. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really surprise me, I got to tell you. I, th- I think... You know, we, Tracy and I have talked more when we first started doing the podcast a little over a year ago about the challenges that we've had with women not supporting women. And um, and I think there's a lot of things that come into play. I think older women not supporting younger women, it's because they had to get there on their own. And so they sort of think you have to, like, pr- prove yourself in the same way. Or younger women not helping younger women because there's, like, this intrinsic competitiveness and women still think there's only one seat at a table for a woman. So if you help another woman, that somehow keeps you out of it somehow. I, I think that I think that that's changing. I don't know if that could be my optimism or this most recent election. But it does not surprise me that uh, 28% of women 
considered women to be less qualified for leadership roles than men. And, and 45 percent of, of men. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it goes back to our age old conversation in here about having to see women in jobs to think that you can get the jobs that change creates change. Stagnancy is the hardest thing for this. And so I don't know. But do you think that the do you think those studies like that women think that women can't be in power or they think that they do a shit job at it? Right. Right. Is that it? Or do they think that? They don't want to say that women can do those things because they want to do them themselves. And yeah, so I think they both. believe by like hurting other women that they're getting just like what you said, there's only if there's only one seat at the table, yeah. you're the woman that gets that seat. But imagine, you know, imagine this, you're a woman who is in an older woman who's who's a professional who has never held a job with a female boss. You know, say you're like upper mid management, but the big boss has always been a man and you've had some growth in that space, but never really imagined that you could have the big job yourself because you've never seen anybody like you in the big job. And so that sort of changes your perception to whether or not a woman could do it. If you can't see yourself doing it, do, do you think some other woman could do it? You know, like I think that there are right, some I just intrinsic... Don't know if that's the... If that is the rationale, I, I mean, I hope. I mean, I've had women bosses. I've never not had women bosses. Um, well, I haven't worked at a lot of places. Yeah. So, I mean, there was only one where I had a woman boss. Well, I guess I I'm the same. I, I yeah. you know, I had. I have not also not worked a lot of places, but and I've been my own boss for a bit. And I will say, my experiences with women bosses was far worse than my experiences with men bosses. <laughs> right. I think that there is this there is this gut check about for women about how if you have super fucking sharp elbows and you've risen any sort of ladder or ranks based on your own, you know, yeah, abilities, then the idea of like reaching out a hand and helping a younger woman not only is it foreign cuz you there's there's nothing to there's no experience to redo, like you you're not reliving something that happened to you, but you're also you, there's your fear, like, if that person's younger and what if they're smarter and what if they get more help and then all of a sudden they, you know, skip hop right over you. I, I don't know. I think that there's – I don't know if men have any – I mean, men are competitive. And my guess is men don't just help other men out to get ahead. I don't really know. Oh, I think I think that they are most certainly male mentors. I mean, you and I have talked about having male man- mentors. Yeah. We've had to, yeah. right? I mean – yeah, I don't know if a mentor necessarily translates directly into somebody helping you. Yeah, like I think dudes help other dudes. I think dudes help other dudes more than women help other women. I think we're getting better. Certainly in politics, we're talking they do. About yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm trying to like put myself into like corp- corporate world, which I can't even. I got nothing for that. So I, when I was in college, I worked at Applebee's. <laughs> And I used to love eating there when I was in college. It's so terrible. God, it's so awful. My roommate was also an Applebee's waiter. And Applebee's has like this Chipotle Ranch dressing that she stole like um, – c- it comes in like a jug. Yeah. And it was in our senior house off campus. And like you, you dipped so everything much. in it. It was oh. like you dip hot dogs in it. You dip everything. Yeah. So I was most so certainly gross. never going to do that. And it never goes bad. never expires because oh. it's made of gelatin. Oh, I don't stop. <laughs> and you know, gelatin is made from horses. horse hooves. So, okay. Anyway, that just got totally derailed. Sorry. But anyway, you worked. So I worked at Applebee's, yeah. and I'd always had male managers, and a new manager came in that was a woman, and she hated me. She hated me because you're pretty. One you're night, better. 
one night wow. at uh, one night something happened and, and I spilled a drink on people, and they got very upset. And I and she came out and she, um, you know, comped their meal and like they were just livid. And I apologized profusely to her. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just she never treated me the same after that. And she would follow me around and like add things to my bill. Like if I had a friend in there that had gotten a Diet Coke and I didn't add that to there, she would add that to my check and be like, don't forget your beverage. Like just, she was awful till I finally was just like, fuck you. I don't have to put up with this anymore. And, and you quit. quit. I did. Yeah. Well, she achieved her goal, it would seem. She did. It was fine. I mean, it was a college. It wasn't. Yeah. But I just remember that and being like, Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely something that I take into my world. And, you know, it's it's both like making a decision to be thoughtful about supporting other women. Um, but I also, we've talked about this a little bit. I don't want to sort of overpromise also. Like I, if, I, if I'm going to help somebody, I want to be able to really do it, you know? So like there's nothing worse than women who are like, oh, my God, you're so smart. Your work is so good. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, introduce you to this and this. And I'm going to give this and then crickets, you know? So yeah. I try not to do that too. But I mean, I think we should just be civil and just not tear each other down in general. I think that's probably a good idea. You know, like yeah. even if you're not, even if you're not actively helping and raising women up, just you know, don't tear them down. Don't tear them down in the yeah. short term. Yeah, no war posturing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 article went on to <laughs> like to to guess that the pattern suggests that women are much more reluctant than men to express their prejudice against women leaders, perhaps because women feel obligated to sol- solidarize. That's a weird word with members of their own group, which I'm like, okay, just it's just like women just being fake. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that. I know. I yeah. feel like we should go get drunk more and find more good women and get them drunk too, right? Like, uh, when in doubt, yeah. alcohol. Yes. <laughs> Except for Tuesday, no more alcohol. Um, yeah. So we are going to have to figure out other stuff to talk about in here than campaigns. Until the first woman decide, declares, well, Elizabeth Warren's about? basically already said she's yeah. going to run for we president. We don't have to find other stuff to talk about. <laughs> like this, 2020 is on. And you know who's going to be president in 2020? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I'm, You know me. I don't give up easily. You so, should not we'll give see. up. Yeah. I, we're, fight the good fight. Unless he's going to win. he has like an impeachment scandal. Not that he would be impeached because the Senate would not actually impeach him, but unless the Congress brings impeachment, blah, blah, blah. Impeachment. Oh, yeah. That's just going to get him more votes. Good luck with that. We'll that see. would be the dumbest thing that Nancy Pelosi could possibly do right you now. You love to say shit like that. This would be the dumbest thing. That no, would be the dumbest I think that's that, – I think that only hurts the Democrats. White suburban women have already left him. We learned that from the midterms, that there were – that a lot of them stayed home. His candidates and white suburban – like places in Pennsylvania where he won the presidency and he didn't win – his candidate did not win these midterms. So Pennsylvania, it's Wisconsin, like, and Michigan could be a problem, yeah. but he hasn't started campaigning there. <laughs> Right, like he. I mean, till, he did. He did a. He, he did, did a, then, but wait till he gets no, back. in the midterms, didn't he? He did a rally in Pennsylvania in the midterms this past week. Oh, did he? I think so. Oh, he might have. Yeah, um, but I don't think you compare what happened in Congress, and I don't think you can even look at the governors' races and say that's 
oh my gosh, the country is now blue. It's not. No, no, because no. Because people no one would ever on the, say on the that. local yeah. or on the state level, it's different than it is the federal. Even the difference between governor and senator. Like people vote differently. Totally. And the message is really different. It's <laughs> he's what, not going to pick. I mean, he's not going to lose Texas. Don't care how close that was. No, he's, he's not going to no, lose Texas. He's not going to lose Texas. Yeah. I just don't. <sighs> But Greg and I were talking about this yesterday. Greg is like, he has lost suburbia. He cannot win. I'm like, he's going to win. Well, I don't, you know, I'm somewhere between those things. But I think that part of the thing that got Trump elected in the first place was these unlikely groups of people, both A, engaging in the process, voting for the first time in either their whole lives or in a really, really long time, and B, picking up these uh, these surprising white women. And white women did not overwhelmingly vote for Democrats in the midterms, but they did more so than they did in the presidential. Yeah. So what I what I started to say was, if he continues to be crazy, which he will, and if the if the if the Democrats successfully back him into a corner, which has like proven facts and you know, like that he actually either broke some laws or tried to break some laws and partnered with passing something that people give a fuck about, gun violence prevention, you know, or introducing bills that, that the Senate then turns down, I think you can create this. We could get, we get our message. We get our national message, which is we really want these things and they're stopping us. So here's what I think is going to happen. Do you want to know? Trump, <clears throat> just Trump's going to, is that what you're going to No, 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 okay. no, it's not. But I do want to say one thing. I do think that the blue wave was hurt by Kavanaugh. Absolutely. I think that and I think the fact that the Democrats. Because God forbid we hurt a nice man. Regardless of how you feel, (laughs) the Republicans came out and supported Republican candidates. Because of of abortion. And I think if they do impeachment proceedings, you will see it will have the same effect. I think that people on the right and even moderate conservatives will be pissed that they are wasting all of this money to impeach this man on what charges. And then there'll be questions about what he... I think there has to be actual proof. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I think that'll be crazy. Now... And we don't know what Mueller's going to do. They fired Jeff Sessions. I mean, it's like a whole thing. So that's where I was going to go. So they just legalized marijuana in Michigan. I know. I did that. It could be awesome. My mother-in-law lives in Michigan. <laughs> We're going to go to Michigan this on summer. That team, yeah. Oh, look at that. Made those ads. Uh, Jeff Sessions is gone. Jeff Sessions was the one that was so adamant Anti-pod. about Yes, yeah. right. If Trump if Trump just is like, "You know what? We're not going to criminalize it anymore. Like it's legal, whatever." And then pardons or um, what's it called when you get rid of somebody's sentence? Commutes the sentence? Yeah. Yeah. Of all the people that are nonviolent offenders in that prison for marijuana, for possession, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, that's gonna—I can't even imagine what those numbers are, but it's going to be huge. Like, I, I that's think, sort of dreamland. I can't imagine that that would happen. Oh. And so, like, we did the race in Oregon a couple cycles ago. Is it legal in Oregon? It's legal in Oregon, and um, and they didn't commute people that were already um, already sentenced. What they did was commute people that were awaiting trial for for petty possession. So I think there could be some movements, but there's big thoughts about what's going to happen with legalization in 2020 in partnership with the presidency. And it passed, so recreational passed in Michigan and um, medical passed in Missouri and Utah this time around. So there's a lot of reasons to think that more conservative states will start to consider legalization. And, you know, marijuana doesn't turn out voters as much as that people think it does, but it does more than nothing. Right. 
And also, it brings people out that fucking hate politics, like moderate centrists who don't think that the system works. And then just who's better at getting those people? Right. Yeah. But all the people whose kids are in prison and or jail and families that now are out and free, will they look to Trump? I mean, it just might be a new set of voters. Oh, pro-Trump voters. Yeah. They could become pro-Trump voters, regardless yeah. of I would be, demographics. I would be amazed if if that series of events happened that it way. It might not. But, yeah. I just, you know, I'm just That was interesting to explore. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that now that Donald Trump got rid of Jeff, Jeff Sessions, it speaks more to his fear of the Russia investigation than anything else. Yeah. So I don't know. We shall see. I feel like we were very serious today. I'm still tired from Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just tired from life, but it is what it is. That's all right. We'll yeah. be super crazy and, and drunk next Tuesday. So thanks so much. Today was fun. Yay. Yay, women. <laughs> yeah, yay, women. Listen and subscribe to Dame It All to Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, friends. See you next week.